0: Welcome to the Trust Your Gut podcast. I'm your host, Demi Fair. Here we dive into the world of the mind-body connection, exploring the gut-brain axis, microbiome, and nervous system while harnessing the power of intuition and connection to spirit. If you struggle with chronic digestive and mental stress and are tired of trying just one more diet or supplement to address your symptoms, then this is the place for you. Join me as we learn from the world of science and medicine, but also from nature, our own inner knowing and personal stories. Thank you for tuning in, and now it's time to trust your Hello, and welcome back to the Trust Your Gut podcast. Today, I have a very exciting guest. It is my dear friend, Haley. And we're sitting here in person doing this interview, which is a new thing. And uh, Haley DeMarco is an acupuncturist. And she actually has a story about um, some gut health issues that she dealt with in her younger years that I actually don't know about. And we were sitting down talking about some things around Chinese medicine and gut health and trying to come up with a way to collaborate and bring some of her knowledge forward into the program potentially or or um, on the podcast. And she started to clue me into some of the her own gut healing journey and I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Um, I need to talk to you about this. And so I'm gonna hear about this story for the first time as we talk here on the podcast. And so I'm excited. Um saved it. Yeah. Hi Haley, (laughs) welcome. Thank you for coming into my bedroom. I'm so happy to be here, Dummy. (laughs) You have a lovely bedroom. And recording this podcast with me. Um, Do you want to just give us like a little quick intro about you, what you do, um, maybe your work, anything to kind of start us off? And then we'll kind of go back in time a little bit and talk about Mm.
1: your journey. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm an acupuncturist here in Bellingham. Um, I opened up my private practice about a year ago out here called rooting wellness acupuncture. Um, and I'm also an acupuncturist at the Bellingham community acupuncture clinic. Um, yeah, I specialize in, uh, women's health and pregnancy and fertility. Um, but I also work a lot with pain management and sports medicine. Um, and a lot of gut health that we'll yeah. get into. Yeah. Um so yeah, I do Chinese herbs as well when applicable, but um that's kind of my deal at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Thank you.
0: Mm. Um, yeah, so we're located in Bellingham, Washington, which um Probably a lot of people tuning into the podcast know that because they know me. But in case you don't um, and you happen to be around the area, um, I do highly recommend checking out Haley if you're interested in any sort of acupuncture work. Um, But let's talk a little bit about your own personal history uh, Mm. and we'll kind of circle back um, into maybe some of the work you do in Chinese medicine and how it might be applicable to some of the things that people tuning into this podcast are going through. Uh, so I don't even know where or when your gut issue started or what you dealt with. So can mm. you just kind of take me back to the beginning?
1: Yeah. And I was even reflecting on like, when was the beginning? Uh, um, which maybe a lot of people that had, have <laughs> gut health issues can relate to. Yeah it's so hard because typically there isn't that like um specific start date sometimes there is sometimes it is like i remember this happened in my life and that's why yeah. um but for me it was very subtle it started out being really subtle um and it started out being like <laughs> really it was excessive like belching and mm. and we it's it's fine we call it rebellious stomach chi in chinese medicine oh wait. <laughs> wait hold on yeah it's pretty it's pretty rebellious rebellious stomach chi I really love that. Yeah, we can like, circle, we'll circle back to that one.
0: I want to use that, but I'm not going to because. Feel free to. Really? Oh, Even yeah. though I'm not a Chinese we're medicine person. We're not. Practicing? There's
1: no. We're not. Yeah, this is very open. Of course. Of
0: course it's open. <laughs> Eastern medicine. Okay. Rebellious stomach chi. Mm. 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 That really hits the nail on it. Okay. That's <laughs> it does, <great>. doesn't it?
1: <laughs> and if you think about it, like the stomach, when we take food in, um... <laughs> the motion of the the food and the energetics of everything is going downward yeah. and eventually out yeah um so rebellious chi has that upward motion mm. um and in my really like severe times of it being an issue it would be vomiting like the the belching would get to the point of like food would just come up um probably like some acid reflex one in there and, yeah. and that as well but um. Yeah. So, man, it's really hard. A lot of it feels like a blur. There's a lot of things that, you know, luckily it's in my rear view now. It's interesting when I do go through um, particularly stressful times in my life now, the symptoms will come back. Yeah. Um. And that I've just learned to really love as a strong internal compass that my body has got dialed and unlock, and also it's super annoying because it's like you can't ignore things anymore Um, but I've really come to like have so much gratitude for that awareness but I will say that was absolutely not the case and I was I was fighting it so much in the beginning yeah um yeah so I don't know where to really I guess to like kind of just to like paint a little picture of maybe um where I was coming from, what my family was like um yes, please because it's 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 an <laughs> interesting it's just it yeah, it's interesting how it all unfolds and I think we all that's what's really amazing about hearing people's individual stories because it's so much more than our symptoms it's so much more than um, but you know in in medicine in our culture, all we are are symptoms, and that creates a diagnosis, and so um, I had a much more, yeah, uh, alternative uh, family of medicine in just growing up. Um, my mom was a certified homeopath, mm-hmm. and so, but she always, um, she brought me, to, I started going to acupuncture when I was in middle school, maybe earlier. Oh, Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't even remember when I started, but she felt like my second mom, Cheryl Fraser Bacon. Shout out to her, Cheryl she, Fraser Bacon. Yeah, she's my acupuncturist, and Cheryl um, Fraser Bacon. Yeah, what a name, right? I love how you say that, Cheryl Fraser Bacon. Um, <laughs> she was such a pivotal human in my life, but not to to sidetrack too much. Um, and then my mom's dad, um, he was the founder of Thought Field Therapy. Which a lot of people aren't familiar with, but a lot of people are familiar with EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique. Yes, um, which is tapping on the body's certain points. A, a lot of it is really heavily related in meridian theory. Yes, um, and he was actually a student of my grandfather's. And wow, yeah, and so there was kind of a lot of like drama that happened in in his life. But he was a psychologist, um, and he worked with like. He, uh, where was he living somewhere in California and worked with a lot of like famous people and wasn't really getting the results through traditional psychology and therapy. Cognitive behavioral therapy, I think was like the mainstream. Um, and it wasn't doing the trick for him. So he turned to, he was studying like Meridian theory and, but he was also like Quantum physics and studied literally everything. But anyways, he came up with this theory of tapping the points on the body and along with like certain eye movements to I don't know turn on certain parts of the brain. I'll I won't do it justice trying to explain it. But um, is
0: that similar to like EMDR bilateral stimulation at all or yeah is it, yeah
1: yeah just how how it um yeah stimulates parts of the brain and things yeah. like that um a lot of his work ended up being in um trauma focused areas um like there was a yeah a lot of work that they did in Uganda i remember because it's it's so easy to train people and so it's kind of like it can be a grassroots approach for um these cultures that don't have uh access to a lot of resources because you don't uh need resources, it's all with your own hands and, right. and it's pretty straightforward to teach. So anyways, I digress. Um, that was, that's my family. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Which maybe you didn't know that. Maybe no, I did sure. not know you're... that. Oh, cool. No. Okay. It's new. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I didn't like go to the doctor when I was sick. I mean, unless I was, um... Yeah, no, I, yeah, we <laughs> had a lot of like home remedies for the most part. We were a pretty healthy family. Um, but I think this really like probably caused a lot of grief for my poor mother because nothing was helping me. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, I, I was going to my acupuncturist. I, that definitely gave me the most relief at the time, but it really wasn't until, um, Much later, I I realized, like, the correlation of stress that was going on in my life and my symptoms Mm -hmm. and between my acupuncturist and also my homeopath, which wasn't my mom, my homeopath that worked with my whole life. Um, And between the both of them, you know, they look at the body in a very holistic way and looked at a lot of um, external factors that were happening in my life. Like, really, when... um, my symptoms were at my worst was when I was a um was I a sophomore in high school and my boyfriend just moved to college and I you know, like high school sweetheart vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was devastated. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't handle that well at all. On the ax side the outside, I was like cool as a cucumber. Uh, played it off really, Uh you know, no big deal. I think I also, looking back on that, I didn't feel like I was worthy of the grief that my body was going through. Around that particular experience? Yeah. Mm. I felt like this is so stupid. This is just a boy. Why am I so like, why am I getting so worked up over this? Like, this is supposed to happen all the time. You know, it's like a first love. So you don't know. Right. Um, but I just didn't feel like I, I, it was like deeply suppressed, um, looking back on it because I just didn't think that I was supposed to be feeling what I was feeling.
0: Right. Right. So you suppressed all that grief mm-hmm. around this boyfriend leaving. mm mm-hmm. Do you see any connection to that with like, um, anyone in your family or like your earlier years? Was there like something about that that maybe triggered some deeper grief, like mm. your relationship with your father, mm. how was that? Or, um, any else, any experience where, I yeah. guess I'd be curious if like, and we don't really need to go there right now. Cause we have a lot to talk about, but, um, yeah. Did you ever see that connected to anything else or was it just really Mm. This, yeah, go ahead.
1: No, it's a, it's a good question because I don't think I've ever um, truly thought about, because that was the first time in my life where I could, where I did have something tangible to pinpoint of being like, oh, well, this happened in my life. That stressed me out and my symptoms got worse. Um hmm yeah, so, you know, there could definitely could be some something like subconscious in my family. I think that um I think I've always been a very like empathetic person. And so, I like to hold other people's grief yeah. or other people's yeah. stress because growing up as a kid, I found that was like um oh, this is like a job that I'm good at and I can like be of value in my family or Mm. in my, whoever I'm around. Um, so yeah, you know, digging up my old like childhood and, and I didn't realize that until my adult life where I've been like diving into therapy around, you know, childhood work. So, um, yeah, I'm sure a lot of that. I think I held a lot for other people. And this was the first time that it was, Apparent that, like, I was going through something, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and so interestingly, I, you know, when my mom, when none of my symptoms were uh improving at all, and it was always, you know, I think another thing that's probably really relatable is, um, it's so often a roller coaster, usually, it's not these symptoms, like they're so hard to track. They can seem so hard to track. Um, so nothing was ever dire until it was. And then, um, so I went to the doctors, I got all the blood work, I got an endoscopy. Um, and eventually I got diagnosed with celiac disease, Mm -hmm. um, which was pretty shocking. First of all, never heard of it. Um, this was before gluten started trending. (laughs) Like no one knew what gluten was. (laughs) Um, gluten-free wasn't an, like there were no gluten-free things. Um, so, but I was like, great, we have an answer. Like we can, we can fix this. And also like, I guess I want to throw out a disclaimer that this was my story and my experience and I think a diagnosis like I've seen celiac's diagnosis help so many people um I'm not saying that it's like not a real diagnosis at all but in my situation it didn't help my symptoms yeah um so that was interesting (laughs) You know, this, like, they give you this, like, okay, follow the handout and you'll be good to go. And nothing changed. Your symptoms did not improve at all. Yeah. From cutting out gluten. Yeah. But it's also, I didn't really have, um, uh, like traditional celiac symptoms because a lot of my, like, malnutrition was coming from, like, either vomiting, or just my stomach being so upset that, like, food wasn't agreeing with my body. Um, usually it comes out the other way, at least my understanding. Um, so, that was curious, so, you know, we got a nutritionist on board, I did the whole gluten-free thing, and, um, it was a nice experiment, but at the end of the day, my, um symptoms really started to resolve when I started to learn how to speak my truth a bit mm. more, <laughs> you know, got some coach, And really my acupuncturist was the huge person that helped me get connected to my symptoms and how they um, related in nature in Chinese medicine. A lot of traditional Chinese medicine is actually very intuitive because it mimics nature. Uh So what our body is going through is, is observable in, in nature. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that helped me put so much less pressure on myself of like, yeah, you know, the the mind just gets going with, like, your body's not working. You're broken. Right. You're not worthy of a heartbreak. You're too young for that. Right. You know, and that's not helpful. Right.
0: And you were, like, um, diminishing that truth for yourself in that totally. experience of, like, I'm too young for a heartbreak. Mm. This can't be, like, really something I deserve. This mm. can't really be, like, what's, like, causing... A heartache, Like, mm. I'm fine. Mm. Like, right? Was that, like, an experience of denying your truth?
1: Oh, totally. Because my nature is, yeah, on the outside, I'm like, I'm good. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. I'm fine. And, yeah, so it, trying to talk myself out of that. Right. 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 So you said that
0: through the help of your acupuncturist, you were able to begin to speak your truth and that that was something that really helped your symptoms. Is mm. that correct? hmm mm-hmm. So were there ways that you were just not speaking your truth or being able to be authentic to yourself or can you speak any more to that or in, in any other ways that you were able to speak your truth
1: that were helpful? mm yeah, you know, like going back to my teenage self in high school, it's like, wow, that's a different version of myself <laughs> right now. Yes, <laughs> like definitely didn't you the use the words like speaking my truth? I'm sure at that point, right? But kind of looking <laughs> back on it, it's like, yeah, duh, <laughs> there was some things that were missed there. Um. Hmm. I feel like I, you know, there was another aspect of me not really being that connected to my body. Man, I'm even yeah, like it's actually coming back in a wave. Like I felt so angry at my body. Ah. And like so frustrated. So like um broken. Yeah. And uh I think this might not be completely answering what your question was, but what I'm being reminded of is, I think, so I do well when I move my body. That's like a big uh, way that I, we all actually move internal stagnation. That's what we call in Chinese medicine. But another way to think of that is just like when things get stuck inside of us, whether it's emotion, whether it's physical, like food not being processed and kicking in that rebellion stomach cheese. So, um, my acupuncturist, whatever we talked about in that room just felt like the most potent therapy <laughs> that I could possibly have been given because, you know, we used words to communicate. There was a lot of like, mm Uh, cognitive thinking it through. Yeah. But it's a very visceral experience to have tiny little micro traumas throughout your whole body. And Mm. I felt very, like, disassociated, I think, a lot of the time. Um, Because I didn't really want to be in that body. I wasn't very happy with it. Yeah. Um, And so the groundingness that I got through just the nature of acupuncture it's yeah really brings you back into your body regardless of what you're going through um but yeah like I was talking about too that that stagnation needing to like movement as medicine um that was another thing that I turned to um I think too like when I didn't have the words I didn't know how to speak my truth I didn't really have those tools yeah (laughs) um to be honest, I don't know, do I even still, do I have those tools? I'm 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 always working on that. They're definitely, you know, being fine-tuned, but, um, but it's hard, I think, to really be in your authentic truth, especially in, like, a high school relationship. Yeah. Just high school time. time. (laughs) ugh, it's like cringe to think about that, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so kind of bringing it back to, to Cheryl, she, um, she, Cheryl. yeah. Cheryl, for your bacon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, she educated me on Chinese medicine as I was going through all of this, and, She told me about um, how liver chi moves through the body and how the element of the liver is wood Um, and how wood in nature, if you're to observe a tree, wood is so um, powerful and also incredibly stubborn. Like Mm. it will move through anything. And if it's suppressed or if it's stuck, it's just going to build and build and build and build until it can just erupt and keep going Mm -hmm. um kind of a a classic example of that in chinese medicine is observing trees growing through concrete Mm -hmm. on like sidewalks and the roots literally don't care that there's cement the concrete above it it grows through it right um it's so um determined and each organ meridian system in Chinese medicine is also associated with an emotion, and the emotion is anger. Mm-hmm. Um, that the liver and wood are are connected to, and I've always had a hard time in life um, feeling anger. Um, but you know, in this reflection, like it's cool to be asked these questions because <laughs> I haven't I haven't gone down this memory lane in a, in a minute. But um, right. but there was anger. Mm -hmm. Like I just said two seconds ago, I was angry at my body. Um, I wasn't expressing that anger. I was suppressing it. (laughs) And, you know, being um, my easygoing self on the outside. And inside, there's an absolute, like, tornado of emotions going on. Yeah. Um, But anyways, it, that just clicked something for me really. And I think I was able to take, um, some of the blame off of myself Hmm. and just observe it a little bit more. Like, you know, also in high school, I'll speak for myself, so critical. And, and, um, I was, yeah, just to kind of like, once I was grounded in my body with these acupuncture treatments, I think I was able to kind of, like, take a step back and be like, oh, this all kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, you know, eventually there was so much healing that took place there and conversations were had. Um scary conversations, conversations I didn't know what I was saying or, or, you know, it's, man, we, we learned so much about when we're just stumbling through life. And, yeah. um, but anyways, that was definitely a huge, uh, thread that was woven into my life at that time. And little did I know it was actually going to be like one of the most pivotal things for me. Cause now I'm an acupuncturist. And I didn't like, (laughs) when I was going through that, I was like, man, she's a magician. Right. (laughs) This is magic. Um, this is amazing. And I'm really, uh, yeah, I was so grateful for it. But yeah. So you
0: had this level of anger mm -hmm. and you really felt that it was a lot of anger towards your body. And that was like really kind of suppressed within you wasn't something that you were expressing and on the outside you kind of had the cool calm collected vibe Mm. about you and you were also talking about feeling like dissociation Mm. so was that something that you kind of felt a lot at that time in your life, or was that in more of a specific, like, you just didn't really feel connected to your body, like, you felt disassociated from your body?
1: Mm. I feel like I did feel that a lot. Um, I feel like it was a coping mechanism Yeah. that you know, probably a lot of people end up developing, and Bodies are so cool that way. Like, I think (laughs) compartmentalizing gets a bad rep. And for good reason. It's not healthy, too. But sometimes it blows my mind, like, what our bodies are capable of. Yeah. And just how to continue to, like, move forward in life when, like, we're not okay. Yeah. But really, like, what's so important is to bring yourself back from that. Um. And so for me, like, movement, you know, I was doing a lot of sports, like, always being busy, and, um, that was, uh, helpful, but not, I think when I was moving my body, I felt like I was in my body, and probably no other times. <laughs> hmm
0: Did you experience, like, anything else with that dissociation, like, levels of depression or apathy or like hopelessness
1: or anything like that? Mm. Um for sure. Okay. Yeah, I think in my high like, you know, my teenage angst, I definitely Yeah, wow, thinking back on that. I mean, I think all of those resonated to yeah. a certain level. Um Because there was just no, like, there just didn't feel like there was a means to an end. And I think that in that um, age, too, like, you don't really have the perspective of... So it's a really hard time, like, growing up It's a very hard time. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I do think a lot of
0: uh, teenagers go through depression, apathy, kind of, like, indifference or... You know, mm-hmm. even dissociation or, you know, kind of the exhaustion or brain fog or kind of shutdown experience, like, and I certainly did. Mm-hmm. But, of course, as you're speaking of this, I'm making connections. And mm-hmm. I'm curious because I'm like, oh, okay, like, you had this nausea and, like, like vomiting mm-hmm. going on and, like, uh, that's a really intense digestive response like mm-hmm. that, that, that's a really intense symptom to have is to have it ugh, mm-hmm. come out that way and then to hear um about the dissociation and to hear about the liver i'm mm-hmm. um, like okay well often if we're a bit more in this like dorsal vagal shutdown that's when our body's trying to dispel huh. by vomiting and we're going to experience more nausea and vomiting. Mm. And so that's where I'm curious about just kind of that like overall period if you tended to be more in a fight or flight, kind of the anxious on edge, hypervigilant, <gasps> or if you tended to be a bit more dissociated, kind of like in, you know, you might experience a little bit more like low mood or like depression or like feel a little spacey or unreal. Mm. Um And then this liver piece, you're speaking about liver being anger. And often if we're going into this, like, dorsal vagal shutdown, it's because either we've been in fight or flight for too long and our body's going, oh, my God, I need to survive, like, danger. I can't Mm. escape. And sometimes behind that, there's unexpressed fight or flight energy. What Mm. is fight energy? It's anger. Mm. And I see this a lot in clients who... Even a certain situation, like a client who um, has a lot of anger towards her mom and can never express it because that's not okay. Mm. And that wasn't an emotion taught to express by society or by her upbringing or whatever. So when she gets on the phone with her mom, she gets triggered. She feels the anger, can't express it, and she starts to dissociate. And so I'm like, okay, this liver thing and the liver being connected to anger... The liver is also what produces bile, Mm. which then our gallbladder brings in to help break up fat. And often if we're not getting enough bile or we have like sludgy bile, we're going to have nausea and vomiting. So that's where my connections are like, interesting. He's pretty wild. (laughs) Bodies are
1: wild. Dude. And get this. So speaking of gallbladder. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I was also an incredibly indecisive child. (gasps) Oh, tell me more about indecision, because yeah, that's me. So yeah, and yes, it's so common. But really, so liver and gallbladder are the yin yang pairs in Chinese Mm. medicine. Um, All of the main yin organs uh, have yang pairs. Mm. Chinese medicine is all the foundation is just balance, Mm. and symptoms come online when there is an imbalance which is really our body just communicating with us and trying to get you to pay attention. Yeah. So the gallbladder um, is paired with the liver. Obviously, it makes a lot of sense in how we understand the organ systems. Um, But, yeah, so gallbladder has a lot to do with indecision and Mm. um, difficulty knowing, like, where you you stand, what your truth is, and... and, um, Yeah, so there is that association as well, and when that got pointed out to me, um, we did a lot of gallbladder balancing, and I felt like I knew a bit more who Haley was.
0: Wow. (laughs) I felt like
1: there was a part of me that was reclaimed, and I I had a a much more um, easy time making decisions.
0: Wow. Mm. I Probably need some gallbladder <laughs> balancing. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're but probably not the only one. <laughs> that has been a struggle all my life. Mm. That's interesting. Mm. So that was something that you were learning about at that time too. With mm. um, I'm forgetting her name. How? Oh my gosh! I don't know. Cheryl I am remembering the bacon part because that's easy. <laughs> I mean, of course, Cheryl Fraser Bacon. <laughs> yeah, that was something you were doing with Cheryl Fraser Bacon. Um, yeah. Wow. So she started to teach you kind of about these organs Mm. and different, you know, emotional aspects of them and energetic aspects of them and how they were connected into nature. Mm. And that started to help you connect some of these pieces where you could see what was causing these symptoms to come up. And as you addressed those more emotional aspects and just kind of, I guess, like, I don't even know what I would say about like speaking your truth, like that's like, um, like an, a rec- a reclaiming, or that's like a connecting. That's like a connecting to oneself, like you said, right. getting to know who Haley is. Mm. Would you say those were like the key components, in, like moving through these mm. symptoms that you were having? Was there was there anything else that was like a really important piece to to healing these things?
1: Um, that was a big one, and. I was also incredibly fortunate to have homeopathy Uh as well. Yeah. Um, Because I really think that the two combined for me, um, they're such different medicines, yet they share so much in common, the ways that they view the body. Um, But I've learned so much about my body through... Conversations with my homeopath as well. And yeah. um, it's a very energetic met- medicine. It's very subtle. And so, you know, just as these symptoms came on, it's not like they went away overnight either. Of course. Super gradual, super. And then, you know, you get a, a, a flare of stress and it comes back. And it, but really, and the way that I explain balance with my patients too is viewing it as a pendulum. And When the pendulum is swinging and when it's, like, going hard and it's going back and forth in these really dramatic ways, our symptoms present um, drastically. Mm. And really, the goal of our vitality, strengthening our vitality, is just bringing that pendulum in so that it's not as dramatic because we can't um, take away stress that we're going to experience. That's part of the human existence. And... Here we are. We're here for the ride. So um, <laughs> <laughs> can't slow that down. But what you can do is build up your own internal resistance. And right. so, um, yeah, so it's subtle. It, it's And it's gradual. But eventually my pendulum um, wasn't going haywire. Yeah. And my symptoms were a bit more um, calmed. And I felt a bit more at peace. And then when I would feel them and they would come online... I would be forced into, okay, body, like, what am I not listening to? What am I not paying attention to here? And just having that dialogue because, um, really our symptoms are just our body trying to communicate with us.
0: Mm -hmm. It's beautiful dialogue to Mm -hmm. have and beautiful question. I I would say that's really the foundation of the work that I do Mm -hmm. with people is like, we're never going to get rid of stress. And we may never get rid of our symptoms fully or Mm -hmm. our triggers, but Mm -hmm. we can react less to them, right? Mm -hmm. We can build more resiliency that when they come up, we can ask those questions instead of feeling overwhelmed and defeated or hopeless. We can go, okay, what is the message here? Mm -hmm. And like have more of this empowering feeling in ourselves of like, well, I know how to nourish this or work through this symptom or this trigger, right? And I love the image of the pendulum, Mm -hmm. that it doesn't become these, like, big swings, that instead we kind of stay in this smaller area, and that's kind of the area of resiliency. Mm -hmm. That's, like, what I see, like, like, wow. Mm -hmm. So that's a beautiful image to put it, and I love how you just... um, displayed that question of like Mm -hmm. okay body what is it that you're trying to tell me Mm -hmm. you know like and I I know for me personally in the past when I'd have flare-ups of my symptoms it would be what did I eat like what did I eat wrong you know I must have I need to make a food journal I need to go back through (laughs) I mean I would kept keep food journals for oh so long like the most horrible practice like I hate food journals you know I'd be like oh, what what kind of supplement do I need <laughs> like it, it was okay. this again it was this like I did something wrong mm-hmm. what did I do wrong I need to be better yeah I need to be more in
1: control more diligent more yeah note-taking and
0: for me I'm I've always I've I've had um being in control helps me feel safe that's mm-hmm. part of my kind of like system and my pattern and stuff and so it, it it's really easy to go into that like ah um and man that does not help that Mm. is adding more stress and rigidity and it's like the inner critic Mm. and it's not very compassionate and so now um and I made a podcast episode not that long ago because I was dealing with some digestive symptoms Mm. coming up after feeling like the best I have for like Mm. two years or something and you know it gets a little like Oh, there's like a little moment. Totally. Got to feel that defeat and that bummedness. Right. I think you even said that, you know, sometimes it's still like frustrating, but then you, then I can come to it with the like, okay, what is this about? Like, how's my stress been lately? Mm. And like, I go to that more. I go to like the bigger picture of just the whole balance of everything in my life and then I can notice those subtle things that have been a little imbalanced that have been contributing, and oh, it's so freeing to not make it about food. Mm. Mm. So freeing. It doesn't make it any easier sometimes, yeah. <laughs> like be like, well, I like have been in this like stressed out state, you know, kind of falling into this pattern. But yeah. um, again, you're learning how to navigate that, so. That's Uh. a beautiful question Mm. to bring forth when we do have symptoms.
1: Yeah. And it's just, there's so much more than food that we're consuming. Yeah. Um, But it's really easy to point the finger and blame food. Oh, yeah. And obviously that's a lot of how, like, our, you know, uh, diagnostics work in Western medicine. Yes. Um, And that's super helpful in certain situations, straight up uh the cool thing that um about specifically chinese medicine is that it doesn't differentiate from the emotional body and the physical body so your emotions are just as valid Mm. as your physical symptoms that is huge Mm. right and it's like Shocker. (laughs) Like, I mean, uh, why does that happen? Like, why isn't that embedded more and more in um, the way that we're talking about these things? Because emotionally, we're going through a lot. Yeah. Especially when our body is in a state of stress and it's experiencing these intense symptoms. Um, How are we not talking about that? Yeah. Because we know that how connected our nervous system is to, you know, anyways, I think it's on the, I mean, it's being talked about now. Right. (laughs) It's like all of what your work is focused on. Um, But but it's foundational. And and in
0: traditional knowledge, you know, and more um, indigenous practices and Eastern medicine, Mm -hmm. like Chinese medicine. Like this is a, it's, those practices have always had the mind and body intertwined. Yeah. The emotional and physical body intertwined. Right. Like. What? Yeah, this isn't, our like Western. new information. No. <laughs> our Western society is the one that goes, mind and body are treated separately. You right. go to a therapist, a psychologist, and you go to a doctor, and you treat the things separately. Mm-hmm. You know? Same with, like, our body is separate from Earth. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. Uh-huh. And the destruction of the planet in Western society, mm-hmm. same fucking
1: thing. Yeah. Anyways. Well, okay, not to get too far down this tangent. <laughs> yeah. But, um, like, the way that Western medicine is pretty much, like, the backbone is research-driven. Yeah. And, you know, in order to have the scientific data, you do need to quantify, and you need tangible things to measure and control. Um, and that's not really doable when it comes to emotions yeah um i mean it's it's, i'm sure there's studies around it but kind of just to highlight that and really that's why there's um the bridge between the two is is so powerful but i think um (laughs) research just because there are research research out there outside of the research that doesn't mean that other things don't exist as well yes
0: Yes, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Have you? Yes, because <laughs> I'm going to keep this short because I actually just really want I want to talk about what you just said, like the physical, emotional intertwined, right, right, right. and and I want to talk a little bit more about Chinese medicine. But you brought this up, and I've been thinking about it a lot Not lately bad. because um, there are some practitioners out there in the world who are just very, like, evidence-based, evidence-based, evidence-based. And that's great. Like, evidence-based is good. Mm -hmm. And, like, I really like to bring science into the work that I do, especially when I'm talking about the gut-brain connection, the microbiome, and the nervous system, and neurotransmitters. There's a lot of helpful information out there that we've gotten from science and we got from trials that we have as evidence-based information. But then there's this whole other realm that, like, I don't want to base everything just off of evidence. Mm-hmm. It is one little piece, one little sliver, and it's not always accurate. Mm-hmm. And again, there's this whole other realm of, like, just traditional knowledge and intuitive knowledge. And what we learn just from observing and interacting with nature and mimicking nature and what we learn by tuning into our own bodies, that is not
1: evidence-based. No,
0: And so I like to find that merge between both. Yeah. You know what some people might call the woo woo stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: And I and I love to bring in that evidence, but like when I see people being like, "Well, this isn't
1: true because it's not evidence based," like I just can't get behind that. Yeah, it's tough. It's a tough one Mm -hmm. because so much of it is like what resonates. Yeah. And sure. You can call that woo woo. Go <laughs> ahead. I don't care. I'm called woo woo all the time. People think I'm a witch. <laughs> it's like, well, you are, kind of. But like, <laughs> it, you know, it's no, I mean, I just find words don't really hold that much yes. value to me when because all we are is just trying to make sense of things constantly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, use your vocabulary to to try to make sense because some yeah, sometimes we don't have the vocabulary for a lot of this um, because no. it's 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 felt. Yeah, and I just think that we if we all could communicate via telepathy, <laughs> um, we probably could if yeah, we really I think tried. We have a lot of less issues in the world, <laughs> so maybe we could try your next podcast just like just, speaking in telepathy. Yeah, just intentionally no words. staring at the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> That's not woo-woo at all.
0: Do you feel my
1: energy? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Anyways, um, thank you for bringing that up. I probably have a lot to develop on that idea. Mm -hmm. But, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, so I just love that Chinese medicine does not differentiate between the physical body and emotional body. And I love what you brought up about the liver and the gallbladder. And um, I just would love to open the space if there's anything else that – you would love to share with us around that? Like, mm. I, I don't know much about Chinese medicine, so I'm like, whoa, okay, like, cool. This emotion's associated with this organ. And this has come up with clients before where, you know, a client who had a lot of repressed anger ended up getting her gallbladder removed. Mm. And when we were talking about that, it was like, light bulb, like, oh, mm. you know, and... Mm. um just noticing certain symptoms that could arise that mm-hmm. might be associated with emotions, and I think it's really cool to hear Chinese medicine's perspective on some of that. So, yeah. is there anything more that you could share
1: with us? Oh yeah, I'm sure. We could well, go I mean, on forever, but. but but like that's actually related to what we're talking about. Yes. So, um, the spleen. I think we should talk about the oh, spleen. Oh, let's talk about the spleen. Yeah, because the spleen was another one, and all. So there's there's five main. Um, yin-yang pairings in Chinese medicine of uh, five main organ systems and their pairs um, and then some extra meridians thrown into that as well. But um, all of the main meridians and organ systems are associated with an emotion, which I think I mentioned. But the spleen, so the spleen is the, um, the pair is the stomach in -hmm. Chinese medicine. And so uh, that couple has a lot to do with the digestive system um the spleen that emotion is tied to worry mm. and ruminating and chewing our thought like over chewing our thoughts. Oh boy. Yeah. So <laughs> but you can kind of just think of like the stereotypical worrier. Yeah. And um, how they're constantly overthinking. Yeah. We also call it the student brain. <laughs> Be- you know, we all mm. were spleen-chi deficient in going through our grad program of, of studying Chinese medicine. Uh-huh. So we were all on, like, kui tong and herbs to, like, boost our, our spleen-chi and eating, like, spleen-nourishing foods. because um, Because our brain was just on nonstop so that also counts as ruminating um but yeah connecting it to our um the way that we process food is kind of like over chewing and sometimes those those symptoms um can often lead to like loose stools or Mm -hmm. even the opposite more like difficult to pass Mm -hmm. um a lot of like bloating and kind of like gurgling um that's a very common connection and, like, a great example of how the emotional body and the physical body are connected. Yeah.
0: I mean, I've struggled with bloating, Mm. like, as probably, like, my number one symptom majority of my life. Mm. You know what else I struggle with? Rumination. Mm -hmm. Like, obsessive-compulsive thinking and ruminating on things. Yeah. And, like, totally my grandmother big time worrier like my mom too like and I have that's always been like their worries have Mm. always been surrounding me so I'm
1: loving this connection I'm like "Mm -hmm, okay I see that well we pick up on that too right like we adapt and and we it's like that's what that's our normal if that's what we grew up in Right. I mean,
0: (laughs) we attune to our caregivers. I spent a lot of time with my grandmother mm. as well. I mean, my grandmothers were essentially also my caregivers. Um, And, I mean, we're attuning to our caregivers, and our nervous system is shaping itself given how their nervous systems are. Yeah. And what emotions that they show or don't show. So we can't – I mean, it just is what it is. We're going to – be shaping ourselves after our caregivers, whether we like it or not.
1: Interesting too, because I'm thinking about how like our caregivers are the people that nourish us. Yeah. And, um, uh, you, that goes into our, like if they're preparing our food to yeah. like that, just the energetics of that. And then we're consuming that. And so not only are we, not only is it in our environment, but it's also, um, yeah, like a thread of that is in the food that we're eating, and yeah. and interestingly too, something I haven't even talked about yet, but um, all of the these um, meridians, organ systems are also associated with um, uh, elements, and in spleen, uh-huh. the spleen is earth, and earth is the the mother um, archetype, and the, the mother has very nourishing qualities. So spleen is really all about um, they're, they're the caregivers, um, uh-huh. people who have these like propensities towards these constitutions. Um, they naturally give to other people and nourish the people around them and have a really hard time doing that to themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know they're constantly worried about everybody around them, but really, if they could only worry about themselves and and kind of like put that more inward, that's when a lot of those imbalances in a, a more of a spleeny constitution comes back into balance. This is another client. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: yesterday, uh, chronic constipation. Mm. At a certain part of her cycle.
1: Oh, yeah, we haven't talked about that. I know. That. <laughs> I can't. I'm like, holy moly, <laughs> the hormones.
0: Um, but, and, and like fight or flight energy a lot of her life. So it makes sense for chronic constipation, but also always taking care of other people, always mm-hmm. putting other people first, not really knowing what she truly wants or feels, not being taught how to like be in touch with her emotions, having to just like. So, um, I think this is yeah, really good information too, and it could be really helpful for her mm-hmm. to explore the spleen and the earth energy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It might, or, you know, that's where our food comes from, yeah. is the earth. Yeah. And um, nourishing that in turn nourishes yeah. ourselves. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. What a beautiful way to um, understand all these connections on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. Any other
1: things about um, elements that... I can just touch on the ones that we haven't talked about yet and not go into as much uh, detail, but because those are really uh, the main ones that are associated with digestion. But um, there's also... So the lungs in Chinese medicine, um, the lungs have to do with grief. Yeah. The lungs are the only organ in our bodies that... um, deal with our external environment Mm -hmm. the air that we breathe directly um touches our lungs and each breath we take the only guarantee is that it's coming back out and we're letting that go and so grief is attached to our breath in that way um grief and so the lungs the element is metal um which does have a lot of kind of like controlling qualities to it as well. Metal um, is very sharp and can cut mm-hmm. uh, with ease. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and, and you kind of think about like the, the sword cutting and, and releasing and letting go, um, that grief associated yeah. to, to the letting go process. Um, I guess all of these actually, now that I say it, really can be tied to digestive symptoms that come online, because when we're dealing with unprocessed grief, yeah, um, all of the organ, because this all derives from a foundation of, of, um, balance, all of the organs are connected to each other. And when one is out of balance, that creates a cycle of everything else getting out of balance. So, um, it gets really far out there in like the web of how the body is connected, obviously, but those are the lungs. Yeah. Um, oh, but the lungs uh, pair, the yin yang pair, is the large intestine. Okay. And so the large intestine, of course, has everything to do with releasing and letting go. Yeah. Um, so constipation is a really common symptom for people that have a hard time releasing yeah. and, letting, and are holding on to things that are no longer serving them. Yeah. So that's kind of the emotional aspect. And that's also not to say that if you are constipated, you're having an issue with grief and letting go, um, but really this is about what um, resonates and and kind of more, you know, when you talk to a Chinese medical practitioner, it'll all make sense because yeah. all of our uniqueness is <laughs> what makes us us and, and um, no two constitutions are the same either because there's just so many um, differences in how we're all presenting because of the really unique situation that all of our bodies are yeah, individually right. going through. Right. So, um, but sometimes that, that being highlighted is like, Oh, that makes sense. That, that resonates. Absolutely. And, um, the kidneys, the kidneys in Chinese medicine are associated with, um, fear and, and willpower. Um, mm-hmm. Um they also have a massive impact on our reproduction systems. Um our kidneys are in Chinese medicine, we think of that as um our reserves, like our energetic reserves. Um uh, something that we compare it to is just like a gas tank, especially in the fertility world. Right. Um if we are running on empty in our lives, um it can be challenging to reproduce because we don't really have the gas to put that towards, um, creation. Right. That goes for men and women. Mm. Um, so the kidneys have a lot to do with, uh, uh, willpower motivation to move forward in, in our lives in each step we take. Um, and then also like if, in the reproductive world, it's also like the will to create, to continue our human existence. Right. So it's really, really actually deeply rooted. The, the kidney is in the fear that's associated with um, sometimes kidney imbalances. Um, the, the pear is the bladder, the yin yang ah. pear is the bladder, and um, the element is water. And water in nature you can think of as very um, gentle but you can also think Mm. uh, like really to understand the water element in Chinese medicine it's an interesting one but um, I picture a um, waterfall and water is very fluid of course in in nature but with over time you know Rocks that are in that path of a waterfall yeah. get so smoothed out and and really like shaped in a way that it can't go back. So it's extremely powerful. Um, oh yeah. And that, because that like motivation, that willpower. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Water.
1: Yeah. And then the last one that I haven't talked about yet is the heart and small intestine yin yang pair. And the heart is um, joy. It's Mm. associated with fire, the element fire, Um, and that joy is viewed as, um, like, what ignites us in life, Mm. what really, like, our internal flame that keeps us going, Um, and of course that out of balance is a lack of joy and a lack of, like... um, a lot of like creativity too yeah um heart fire joy um constitutions often have a lot of natural creativity and that's kind of their like spark their flame um and the small intestine is the pair of that but the heart imbalance is i don't know um it's it's we don't always like focus on it I think because a lot of us have a lot of like heart um, uh, what am I trying to say imbalance but I think this in particular the fire element is is easily woven into a lot um, those constitutions can also have a lot of internal heat and speaking digestive symptom wise. Um, some of those symptoms look like more acid reflux, uh-huh. or um, like loose, painful stools, okay. like burning sensations, um, things like that. Yeah. That could point to a, a yeah. fire imbalance. Wow,
0: the mm. fi- acid reflux and fire seem very <laughs> mm. in alignment, and loose, painful like that, like burning, like
1: yeah, <sighs> heartburn. Yeah, heartburn, heartburn. is literally. What they call yeah, it too, and it's, exactly, yeah. So that's that's ironically named.
0: Wow, and yeah, I guess like uh, all the yang of those, w- w- the like the heart and the liver and the spleen and kind of the ones, you, the yin ones.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, oh, I guess those are just the yin ones, and right. the others are the yang ones. It's yeah. not like those are like main organs, and these are secondary or something. Just right,
1: yeah. yeah we focus on the yin the five main yin organs um why i don't really know actually <laughs> <laughs> traditional, traditional <reason>. knowledge <laughs> yin is fluid yin is restorative yeah. yin is internal yeah yang is um active it's yeah. external all of the yin meridians on the body are um on the inside of the body or like the inside of the leg um, or the front of the body. The front of the body is yin, the back of the body is yang. Um, all of the yang meridians are on the back, on, on the yang parts of us, on the outside, the protective side. Yeah. Um, so without, you know, the nourisher and the protector, we need both to thrive. Right. It's all about balance. Right. Yeah. All about balance. Mm-hmm.
0: And we all need some of that yin and yang energy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you gotta get both online. There's
0: a lot of yang energy, though.
1: No. Well, our... hence the rise of the feminine. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's why so many people are like um, freaking out right now because the, the toxic masculine is yes. is was pushed to an extreme, which you know, take it back to ourselves. Our 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 bodies have to yell at us, be, be loud if we're not paying attention. And so, but now, you know, the rise of the feminine, the rise of the yin, I mean, it's, it, it's coming with a vengeance. So there's a lot of, um, uh, the balance. I, I am hopeful to believe that it'll be struck because it's, yeah, we're kind of observing that in nature right now. Right. Culturally. Right. Well.
0: Yeah also interconnected totally beautiful
1: mm.
0: well I feel like this is a pretty good point to conclude it feels like really fitting and it's kind of like right as it's getting dark outside yeah I like think we nailed it we're like wow it's starting to get dark in this room we don't have a <laughs> light on I'm like oh. ah yeah. it feels like we're we're in touch time with nature, the mm. vibe, in mm. the timing. Um, yeah, it's time to get
1: more more yinny, more. T- time to get more yinny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get
0: yinny tonight. <laughs> Sorry, I can't hang out. I gotta get yinny. Gotta get my yin on.
1: I gotta get my yin on. Light the candles. It does yeah. sound really
0: nice. It is tis the season. For some, yeah, for some it's yin Halloween energy,
1: weekend, and so there's a lot of of vibes happening, and yeah. The veil is thin right now. The veil
0: the is thin. Yeah.
1: For the record, Just everybody. <laughs> Let your listeners know. Pay yeah. attention is thin. to your dreams because if you have any questions about your yin and yang, it's probably your subconscious is letting you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like there's so much
0: more we could talk about, but maybe we will. Yeah, so fun to jam with maybe you. Maybe we'll on this. jam some we more. We haven't really
1: had a chance to chat all this out.
0: We haven't, and Haley might jam some more. Haley might jam. Some more in the program, the Gut Brain Healing Toolkit. We're we're jamming on her jamming in there right now because um, I think there's so much beautiful information she brings forward um, in looking at, like, for example just looking at the organs and the different emotions associated. And Mm -hmm. as we sit here, what I can recognize, like, oh, that's me. Or, like, that's a client, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think it can provide us with a different perspective on our symptoms, um, a different way of looking at things and and seeing maybe something that we're missing, like I was saying, instead of looking at what what food did I eat that I need to change and be stricter, and it might be looking at a different thing that... Mm -hmm has always been there like, oh yeah, I've always like had a lot of anger that I haven't expressed or I've had a lot of like, I've always put other people first or like I've never spoken my truth or I really deal with rumination or that was passed on to me or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And this is a realm that I work in that I always like to work in. But I think the way that you present it and bring it forward in Chinese medicine can prevent uh, present such like a clear way to think about it Mm -hmm. and a clear way to connect everything. And I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Um, And just to hear a bit about your story, like, of course I love to hear how you got this diagnosis of celiac disease and by taking out gluten, it didn't make anything better Mm -hmm. that that wasn't it, that maybe your body was responding with these antibodies. Mm. Um, but this is what I always come back to is like, well, what created the environment for that to happen? Mm. Like it, we might be just born with things, but it's kind of rare for some of those situations. Maybe celiac we could just be born with, but a lot of these things that develop, like the question I always come back to is what created that environment? And so like, again, that could be a really helpful thing for people and it might be essential for some people, but obviously that wasn't your case. And I see how that was part of your journey because it's led you into this realm that mm. you work now and mm. your expertise. But, um, really cool to hear how instead of focusing just on like, okay, well take out gluten, maybe there's some like and maybe you explore different supplements or, or something, oh, yeah. you know? That, yeah. yeah. I'm sure there's a lot more there, yeah. a lot, lot more there, um, or different diet changes, but to hear about what actually helped you. Um, and a lot of that was in speaking your truth and understanding a lot of these emotions and, and Mm. connecting more with who you are would you say that's like a summary is there anything else that
1: I I'm missing in that summary there no that was that was well put I think like the only thing I would add is um like the acceptance to heal yes because um especially when we have these ongoing symptoms for so long it's like an identity yeah. you know it's how we like um view ourselves in this world and um there's no shame at all to that either but um I guess I have so much gratitude for um going through all of this and I'm sure you can probably second this but like so many of the patients I work with um their greatest challenge becomes their their greatest gift in life yes and I guess that's a nice note to end on because um it's really not easy when you're going through this (sighs) stuff and it feels so um exhausting and kind of just like there's no end in sight and um you know if you're in a place in life where you're actually ready to take on healing and promising yourself, like, permission to uh, be vulnerable with yourself yeah. and vulnerable with others and actually asking for help and um, being open to receiving that. If you're not there, that's okay, too, yeah. because we're all on different paths and places in our our story, but um, that's really all it is, is just a story. Yeah. And, and we can... Um, use it as, as such an amazing way to, uh, help us really learn about the resiliency of our bodies because, um, they're miraculous and, and, um, they want to be in homeostasis. They want to be in balance. They're constantly thriving or striving to be in that place. Um, sometimes they just need a little nudge and sometimes it's a lot more than a little nudge, but, um, yeah, you know, I think that that's uh I it's an incredible way to learn through our through our our challenges. Yeah. Not easy, but a lot of growth. I mean, it's really there. like
0: the way to learn. And we can learn through like non-challenging times, but like
1: yeah. I mean, I
0: think we can all acknowledge that we've grown probably yeah. our most through these through our cha- most challenging experiences. So
1: yeah, it brings us like kind of back to the pendulum it like opens us the I think the more grief or the not even grief but just the more challenges that we are in the opposite the spectrum of that is that like the joy and the gratitude and the love also expands on yeah. the other end. Yes. And that's like exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so that is exciting. Yeah. Well, so good so good
0: jamming with you um i know that you're working on something kind of fun for your business with the airstream mm-hmm. you want to just speak to that really quick because maybe you'll be somewhere someday where yeah someone <laughs> <laughs> listening might be like oh my god it's Haley from the trust you got podcast totally In her airstream. that actually might happen
1: one day it, I, it will happen <laughs> yeah so I'm in the process of building out my um, acupuncture airstream clinic yes so good and it is a slow uh, <laughs> slow going and but it's it is going nonetheless yeah really good idea to like build that along with building my practice yeah, two things that idea. I have no experience in doing but um sent it and yeah <laughs> it's it's happening so um yeah it, that's being, um, in the, in the birthing process, the mm-hmm. slow birthing process, but yep, eventually I will be seeing patients out of, um, my Airstream starting in Bellingham and yeah. I uh, might end up being, uh. Mobile too.
0: Yeah, because originally you th- you had the vision of it being a mobile acupuncture clinic.
1: But yeah. Who knows? Well, that was my COVID thinking, where I was just jealous of everybody that got to work from home.
0: Right. Like <laughs> I can't work from home. Yeah. Yeah. Here, let's do Zoom acupuncture. Check. Get out your needles. Grab a knife. Let me show you <laughs> where
1: to put it. Poke it here. <laughs> um, yeah. That wouldn't. That didn't. I didn't like think that that was gonna go over super well, but I did think about it. <gasps> Um, so yeah, my creative brain came up with this genius idea and I'm being slightly sarcastic cause it's been, um, so much work, but, but grateful for but it. And probably not
0: many other acupuncturists out there with a mobile Airstream clinic.
1: Yeah, no, I think there's, like, three in my research of, like, in in Canada and the U.S. Small niche. But maybe a lot of people are doing this right now because COVID really sparks a lot of people. They're also building out their Airstreams
0: to do their acupuncturist. But anyways, (laughs) um, well, uh, we will have Haley's social media and website in the show notes if you're interested to just... Find out a little bit more and hear more about Chinese medicine. And she also offered that if anyone has questions to reach out to you. Is that right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, just.
1: Yeah, I think it's just Rooting Wellness on Instagram. Yeah. I should know that, huh? But, yeah, I think it's just Rooting Wellness. And then, uh, uh, yeah, my website too, RootingWellness.com. Yeah, because, you know, even if regardless of where you're listening um we were talking about like acupuncture can seem really um just so many questions and people yeah. don't really know about it um don't really understand it. don't know if like what yeah. they're going through will help them um the answer is usually yes. Some skepticism too, right? For people sure. Are like, what? Does that actually work? Yeah, it's yeah. unknown for so many people. Yeah. So yeah, reach out, ask questions. Even if I'm not in your area, maybe I could point you to someone that is
0: Yeah. And if you are in Bellingham, Washington or Washington or BC <laughs>
1: <laughs> Make the t- Trek. If you're near, it. make the trek
0: to Haley. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah or just reach out I'll, I'll let you know if it's worth it I'm not gonna but waste your time. if you are a
0: local person and you've been interested in acupuncture um I would highly recommend Haley
1: yeah and quick shout out to the um, community clinic the Bellingham Community Acupuncture Clinic because that's sliding scale um which makes it super awesome. affordable and it's an amazing um way that it can just be accessible for anyone that wants to try it awesome yeah that's really wonderful
0: Okay, thanks, Haley. That was really fun. So fun. All right. I just wanted to come on and wrap this up by myself. Um, I really enjoyed having Haley on here and chatting with her. Um, There's such a lovely rapport with a friend, but also I love her story and the knowledge that she brings forth through the lens of Chinese medicine, which is not an area that I'm super familiar with. I have. Some knowledge of certain emotions that are associated with different organs and I've explored that through a certain sounding practice that I do that I like to teach my clients and uh, also have had that come up with clients where there's obviously a certain emotion that maybe has been repressed or that is starting to come up and seeing how that is linked to certain physical symptoms that they're having because it is linked to the same organ that it's associated with in Chinese medicine, which is just really fascinating. And I also have my own resonance um, from a lot of things that Haley shared today, as you heard in the episode, that I see too. And so I think Chinese medicine can be such a beautiful tool for understanding more about our symptoms and what's manifesting in our physical body and what those emotional and energetic aspects are because it's all connected. As she said, there is no difference between the emotional body and physical body in Chinese medicine and it's really, really true and our emotions are so intertwined In our being, and there are so many examples and cases of emotional things manifesting in the body. And it's often an emotion that was repressed or was never able to be expressed and acknowledged. And sometimes there may be a case of an emotion being overexpressed, too, right? And now there isn't a balance, and it all really comes back to balance. So this is an area that I'm wanting to understand more and bring into my work um, just with a bit more of that knowledge that Chinese medicine gives us. And I think it can be a really, really helpful tool. So I'm definitely curious if anything resonated with you from what Haley shared, if you're making any connections between certain symptoms you have or cer- certain deficiencies in organs that might be linked to an emotion that she shared that resonates with you and I am scheming with Haley right now on how to bring her knowledge into the gut brain healing toolkit. I want to have that as an aspect of what we do because we're already working with the whole person from a holistic lens all the interconnected pieces between the physical the mental the emotional even the spiritual and we're digging into all of these deeper things that go beyond food or diet just like Haley experienced with taking out gluten didn't work for her. Now, me personally taking out gluten really helped me, and I never tested a celiac, so it's totally dependent on people's bodies, but the point that she had this whole other experience around these more emotional pieces and connecting to herself and this acceptance piece, acceptance is huge in the healing process. So, it's so fascinating to be able to look at all these parts working together and that's what I do with one-on-one clients we really kind of look at this history and this timeline and we start to like connect these patterns so we see our symptoms in a different way and really understand them on a deeper level and why they came to be what created that environment for these symptoms to come to be and when we understand that, we have a better idea of how to truly nourish them and address the symptoms. And there's just so many good nuggets from this interview. I am just so thrilled with this conversation and yeah, just wanted to let you know that if you're considering um, or interested in the group program, Gut Brain Healing Toolkit, and this kind of stuff really resonates with you too, this is going to be in there in some component as well as a lot of wonderful things. So, uh, as always the the link to the waitlist is in the show notes and, um, we will be opening the program soon and it will be 50% off for the first group to go through it. I'm really excited about it. And I also have a new quiz to help you understand what your dominant nervous system state is. You take this quiz and it will tell you what your likely dominant nervous system state is and link that to what you might be experiencing in your physical, mental, emotional body and in your digestion, how it's impacting your digestion. And then I give you a video with action steps, tools that you can use to help regulate your nervous system and get things feeling better for you now and these tools you can use every day so go check that out too if you're interested the link is also in the show notes and just thank you so much for tuning in and supporting this show I hope you have a regulated and resilient day before you go I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in If you enjoy this show, please subscribe, leave a rating or review, and share it. That helps it reach others who will benefit from this information. So much gratitude for you. Have a beautiful day.